Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. My God. Numbers 13, starting at verse number 27. Starting at verse number 27 of Numbers 13. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us. And surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled. Very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is the land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there was Saul the giants. There we saw the giants and the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. I want to turn back to New Testament and give you a New Testament reading tonight. Hebrews 4, man, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 4, 1 and 2. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us. Everybody see him being left us. Of entering to his rest. Any of you, any, I want you all to take that personal. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word. I thank you for what I feel tonight, Lord. God, this is your message. This is your word. I'm only a servant, a container that's standing here, God. Somehow to encourage your people and to strengthen them. Lord, in all the things that they are facing, God. Lord, that we would stand in faith on the promise that's been given us, Lord, and not waver in it. Help me, Jesus. I need your anointing, Lord. Holy name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to preach on this subject. 
the sin of unbelief. Sin of unbelief. My sister-in-law's getting ready to go home tomorrow. Heading back to Louisiana, and she, she simply, I went out just to kind of just uh, see them, and I thought maybe her husband, he was done gone back to the motel, but I thought maybe I'd see them just before they left, and she wanted to know what I was going to preach tonight, and I told her, and she said, I want that. I said, okay. So let, this is going to make it to Louisiana, so... That's good. I hope it encourages her and strengthens her. And I want to encourage you all tonight. The sin of unbelief. I've had to do a lot of repenting lately because I've grown cold in the area of my life and the Lord has called my attention to it. You ever done that? Anybody grown cold lately? In areas of your life that you've let up? He has quickened me to take a poll of the church and church family and has helped me to realize that the enemy has come in our midst. I mean, I, he comes in our midst, y'all. I, I want you to know that. You, 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 hey, look through the Bible. When Job, when he was walking up and down in the earth, Satan was there in the midst, walking up and down too. Glory, I want you to know that he's in the midst of the church, amen, today. And the enemy has come in our midst and he has, I want you to know, he has stolen our victory and replaced it with unbelief. Come on, I want, I want this to sink in. I said he has stolen our victory and he's replaced it with unbelief. Anybody have trouble believing right now? Come on, something's been told, a promise has been given, and you've had trouble holding on to it? I have. Come on, I'm being real with you tonight. But I want to ask a question tonight. Do we believe what our feelings and our circumstances tell us, or do we believe what God has promised to do? Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I'm going to say it again. Do we believe our feelings and our circumstances or do we believe what God has promised to do? What do, what do we believe? Contrary to what we try to tell ourselves and others try to make us believe, you know, that somehow those that try to comfort us, amen, that unbelief, is a common weakness. I want to tell you it's not. Glory. You have heard it said, well, so-and-so just has a hard time with this faith thing. You know, they just, they just can't grab a hold of faith. Bless their hearts. They're, they're, they're all right, you know, but, but, but they just can't grab a hold of faith. They just having trouble with faith. I want, let me tell you early. God don't take lightly and don't cater to our unbelieving spirit. I, I want to bear down on us because I feel like I need it and I feel like we need to spread this thing and tell the devil that I'm sorry that I haven't believed but you might as well get used to it. I'm going to start believing. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I tell you, God is not catering to our unbelieving spirit, little s. Little s. God is flat out displeased with it. In fact, he calls it sin. All right, I'm going to stay in the book tonight. I've got plenty of scripture for you. Amen, but I'm going to stay in the book. Hebrews 3 and 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. In other words, the Lord is not catering to your unbelieving spirit. He said it's an unbelieving heart. It's an evil heart. Come on. He's not satisfied with our unbelief. He's not satisfied with us looking to him and not believing what the word says. Oh, hallelujah. See, I know sometimes we pick up this book and we read all the promises in here and we put it down and said, just how can that be? And, and I've had to tell myself time after time as I begin to look at the word of God that when I speak this word, I'm literally speaking the words of God. Oh, why should I have trouble believing what he said? Come on, it's his word. I can stand on it and it's right and it's real and it's powerful. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. He calls it an evil heart. Man, I don't know, but that's, that's, that's rough on me when he calls, says I got an evil heart. I'm not believing and, I, and I've got an evil heart. Well, that's what he said. Come on, I, I believe Satan has targeted the church today to break down our faith. In fact, you notice anymore, we don't have a lot of, I'm not talking about our preacher, but I'm talking, I'm talking about, you look at the church, you look at the United States of America, and look at the churches, and one of the least things that you hear spoken about is faith. Because nobody wants to believe that you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That was back in the day. No, no, that's in our day. Come on. Well, I'm sorry, but when I received the Holy Ghost, the Bible said in Acts 1-8 that I would receive power. And, and I'm going to tell you, on the day of Pentecost, the Lord passed the promise down to Peter and all of those 120 that was on the day of Pentecost. And before the day was over, 3,120 souls, come on, had been baptized, received the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you about a God that's real, that's powerful, and his word's powerful, and he's not dead, and he's still alive, and he's still doing miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew. Oh, but if Satan could somehow, Sister Angie Craig, if somehow the old enemy could come in our midst and break down our faith, I'm going to show you how he does that after a while. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that? That he wants to break down our faith? <laughs> Do you know why he wants to break our faith down? Hebrews 10 and 38 said, Now the just shall live by faith. 
I'm going to tell you, if he can break down your faith, you can't even live because the just lives by faith. Come on, I'm telling you tonight, that's just like putting gas in my automobile. Oh, if I can't have faith, I don't have anything to run on. I've always taught Sister McGee most times she's pretty good and she listens to me pretty well. She really does. After 20 year, 20, well, actually, if you want a power plant time, I was a mechanic there. 30, over 33 years, I mechanic. I was a mechanic. So she, she kind of depends on me. And when I tell her, I said, now listen, dear, when that car gets down to a quarter of a tank of gas, you start putting gas in. I don't want it running below a quarter of a tank. And if all of you don't know that right now, I'll tell you why. Because all these vehicles anymore has got this stupid electric fuel pump. And it's in your tank. And it's expensive. And you don't want to take your tank off to replace it. Because that guy that has to take that off. And, and he's got to drain your tank. And then he's got to fill that thing back up. He's, he's going to charge you for that time that it takes to do that. And that fuel pump is expensive. And if you run it low, come on. The lower you run the gas, the hotter that fuel pump runs. And after a while, it'll start freezing up. So you that think you're running on air, all you're doing is costing yourself money. I got the feeling that church van out there after we had got it been running down low a long time because nobody wants to fill that crazy thing up because if it's empty, it's going to be $100. And I remember after we'd had that a while, that thing started acting up, and once in a while it wouldn't start, and I'd get in there and bang on the tank, and it'd let loose and start, Brother Frey knows what I'm talking about, and it would start up and, and go. But I knew it was going to leave us stranded if I just kept that up. So it's about time we just get that thing fixed and get it out of the way. Come on, church. I'm going to tell you, the devil wants to take your field away. Come on. He wants you to run on empty. And after you run on empty a while, honey, your pump won't pump no more. Come on. There's no more life in you. Oh, hallelujah. That's what he wants to do. Drain you of your faith. Hallelujah. Whew, glory. Hallelujah. Now the just shall live by faith. And if any man draw back, if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You tell me that he, he understands you not having faith. Come on, we've all been there. We, we sorry ourselves. Well, bless God, I've been going through a lot lately. And, you know, I've been prophesied this and I've been prophesied that. And it ain't come to pass. And I, I'm just having trouble with my faith right now. The Lord said, shame on you. You need to believe on my word. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be with you always, even unto the end. Oh, yes. Come on, that's my God. He won't let you run out of gas. It's your fault if you run out. Your tank is just as full of mine. He said, we all got a measure of faith.
how much that is. You don't either, but it's a measure. Glory. Hallelujah. Hebrews eleven six. But with, this is another reason he wants to take your faith. But without faith, it is impossible. Everybody said impossible. Shout it to the devil. Impossible. Oh, to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You tell me. He has not attacked the church and wanting to strip us of our faith. Yes, sir. There's an attack on the church right now. He wants to strip you of your faith. Hold on to your faith. Come on. Above all else, hold on to faith. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you, when we reach up to heaven, here's, here we go. We're going to get here now. When we reach up to heaven for our promises, come on. Or can I say this? When we reach up to heaven for our promised supplies. If the devil can pull our hand back, come on. Then our promised supplies stay right in heaven. And Satan has won the battle. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of all of that. I'm tired of him drawing my hand back from the faith, the very promise that's been promised me. And he draws my hand back and said, it's not yours. I'm telling him he's a liar tonight. The promise is mine. And I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to keep lifting my hands. I'm going to keep praising him. I'm going to keep on worshiping. Even in the face of adversity. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ who walketh not after the flesh but after the Spirit, big S. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the enemy draining me of my faith. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. He takes hold of me with this unbelieving spirit, little S. Come on. And he takes away my big S. Come on. I don't know, but I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. That's what mama used to say. I'm just sick and tired of it. I hate the devil. Yeah, she, she always says, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. She'd get the foot going. She'd start stomping him. And after a while, you recognize that mama didn't like the devil. And I'm going to tell you, the devil didn't like mama. He'd come and knock on her door. And when she'd show up at the door, he'd say, whoop, wrong house. You know why? Because he knows that mama stood in faith. I walked into Sister Margaret's room the other day, and y'all know that's my mama's sister. It's the youngest sister. She's the baby. Amen. Just like I'm the baby. Two babies met in the hospital the other day. I walked into that room, 
and she was sleeping. I didn't want to wake her. And I sat down over there on the couch and I watched her sleep. And I seen mama sleeping all over again. And she knew it because when she woke up, I, was, she, I finally just had to wake her up. Because I thought, I'm going to be here for a long time, boy. She's, she's, she's sleeping good. Boy, that's some mighty good stuff she's got. So I went over and I kind of tapped her on the arm. And I didn't wake her. I said, Sister Margaret. Oh, that little singing done it, boy. She... She come alive and spilled her water all over every place. <laughs> and I said, you know, I watched you sleep as long as I could, and I thought, well, i got to wake her up or I'm going to be here a while. She said, was I sleeping with my mouth open? I said, just like Mama. <laughs> she didn't act like it embarrassed her at all. It didn't me. Of course, it wasn't me sleeping like that either. I'm going to tell you something. Mama had faith. We began to talk about it. My, my, my aunt, she knew Mama was a, a woman of faith. Mama didn't even take aspirins. Come on. She didn't take main medicine. She didn't take no kind of medicine. None. Period, period, period. See, she got a hold of cancer, and then they give her, they give her this morphine. Thought they was going to stop her pain. And the truth is, Mama slept for about 24 hours. We got worried. Mama couldn't wake up. She woke up. She said, you ain't giving me no, I ain't taking no more of that junk. She said, you, if you go out and give me something, it's going to be something that's, that's not near that. I don't want that junk. I'm going to tell you, Mama prayed and she had faith that God would take away the pain. Come on. Hallelujah. That's the way mama was. I'm going to tell you, we need some people in the church today that'll stand on their faith. I need to be one. You need to be one. We need to be a church of faith. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 3, for what the law could not do. And that it was weak through the flesh. Come on, this is our problem. It's our flesh. God sending his own son in the, flesh, in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin. And condemned sin in the flesh. Come on. That's unbelief. Come on. Romans 4 and 3. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. If you want to be righteous, you need to have faith. If it was counted unto Abraham for righteousness, I'm telling you, faith is counted unto the church today as righteousness. That's righteous. That's being right. In other words, if we don't believe, if we've got unbelief, then we're not right. Bishop, what are you doing? We want to be encouraged. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to tell you we need to have faith. Come on. I don't know about you, but I back down some in my faith. Come on. Hallelujah. I have, uh, hey, I'm going to tell you, when I pastored and I didn't have Medicare and the supplement and all this junk, all I had was prayer. And I, that's the only thing we could depend. Sister McGee, we prayed the answer come, and we prayed until it come because we weren't going to spend money we didn't have. Come on, church. There is too many. Come on now. I'm sorry, but the, the, the medical card in the back pocket, all these little, you know, things that, that go along with the, 
mentally challenged older people. Man, come on. What it does is if we're not careful, the minister comes in through that avenue and he steals our faith. Because the first thing we do when we start having a little ache or pain or disorder in our body is run off to the doctor. And he tells us what all we need to do. And they do that any time. If you've not there yet, when you get 65, they're going to welcome you to Medicare. And they're going to give you this big spiel and how you need to do this and how you need to do that ever so often. And this needs to be done when you get in a certain age. And they started all that baloney with me. My doctor knows I'm a minister. So I thought, well, I might well just tell you, mister, right up front. He started telling me what all I need to do. And, and, and you need to have this colonostomy. You know, you you need this so bad because at your age and and I looked at him and I said doc I'm going to tell you right now I don't need one my plumbing's working all right, and I don't need you to tell me it's not I know when it's working come on church it's about time to stand on faith oh glory we can have our daily devotions to God. Come on. Go to church regular. Pay our tithes without fail. Even have a prayer time. And still fall short of faith. Usually when you've got problems in your life, it's usually because of worship, because of prayer, or because of the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you, you can do all of these things and still not have no faith. It's a sin, church. It's a sin of unbelief. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm trying my best to hurry. I want, you to, I want you to listen to a man of faith. This began to work on me, and I began to read and think about it. And I want you to listen to Joshua's departing words. Joshua 23 and verse 1 through 5. And it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest unto Israel for all their enemies round about that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, for their officers, and said to them, I am old and stricken in age. And ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God, he is that hath fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan and all the nations that I have cut off even into the great sea westward. Verse 5, and the Lord your God, he shall expel. Everybody said, shall expel. Them before you and drive them from out of your sight. And ye shall possess their land as the Lord your God has promised unto you. Amen. Joshua, in his old age, his eyes are growing dim. Come on. 
and, and he, is, he is to the place that he can't be in battle anymore, but he is still speaking faith into the children of Israel. He's speaking faith even in his old age. Come on, church. It ought to be a normal part of our life to speak faith even to the young people in our day. They ought to know what faith is all about because their forefathers before them has passed down faith to the church and it ought to be normal in our midst. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you this. Maybe it's been a while since I spoke it out, so I'm going to devil you to share me. I'm speaking it out right now tonight. Hallelujah. I'm still believing God is going to heal me of diabetes. I just don't know when, but I believe he's going to do it. I believe that I'm going to receive my healing for diabetes. I really believe, I don't believe he's kept me alive this long for this purpose. Amen. I believe he wants me to start preaching and teaching faith. Because what I believe, Brother Mason, that I have felt now for some years, that if God would heal me of my diabetes, that Sister Rhonda, I've got the feeling that there's some others in here that's going to be healed of diabetes also when I receive my healing. So I'm going to stand in faith that God's going to do it because I want somebody else to receive theirs too. But it's not going to happen if we let the devil come in and pull our hand back. I've got a promise and I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to keep on reaching up. Come on. I'm going to keep on praising him. Yes, sir, I've come to this church with 400 sugars. I've come in here on Sunday morning, my sugar was 400, and all I wanted to do, Sister Rhonda, was sit down right on my bottom and not get up. But you know what? The first thing I've done, instead of sitting down, I got out here and started worshiping the Lord. And before the day is over, that 400 is sugar is gone. You know why? Because I lifted my hand and I wasn't going to pull it down till I got a hold of my promise. Come on, church. We need to fight the devil for a promise. So, Bishop, you're not getting healed. You're taking pills and you was on one shot, now you're on two. I may be, but did you know at any time during that, God can still heal me if I keep my hand up, if I keep on believing? Come on. Oh, our problem is we quit believing. I'm going to keep on believing. If he, t- if he takes me out of here and I still got it, I'm going to believe he healed me then. Come on, that may be my deliverance, but if that's what he wants, then okay. I'm going to keep believing him for it. I'm going to keep believing him for my healing. It's a sin to not believe the Savior. I don't want to say, man, Bishop, you're getting awful harsh. Well, I want you not to forget that God's not, he don't understand your unbelief. And he's not catering to your unbelief. He's not catering to you, doubting his word. Oh, Bishop, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. 
You know, if we don't believe what he says and the promises of this book, you're same as calling God a liar. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not planning on just getting so straight, but it's part of it. We might as well just buckle down and say, okay, I've got to get a hold of some faith. I'm, come on, man. The, enemy, the devil's drawing my hand back, and I've missed out on my promise. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep on reaching up. I'm not, come on, don't allow him to draw your hand back. Oh, you... Brother Josh and Sister Sarah... If you hadn't keep believing, these two kids wouldn't be here. If you'd allow him to draw your hand back, the promise would have never come. But because they kept on knocking at heaven's door, kept on coming to church, kept on praying, kept on believing, God brought two fine-looking young gentlemen here. You'll never find any prettier little boys than them. I know y'all got some just as pretty, but... You won't find any prettier. Oh, Jesus. I'm about to meddle there a little bit, wasn't I? Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James 1. I'm trying to wind down. James 1. Verse number 3. Reading down through 7. Knowing this. That the trying, everybody said the trying. I want you to say it just like that. The trying. That sounded pretty moany to me. That's good. Because that's what we do to God all the time. We're moaning to Him. Well, bless God. Oh, God, when you going to hear me? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith working patience. Go ahead. I had, I had a lady the other day that talking about the, the Lord need to work on her patience. I said, just pray for tribulation because tribulation works with patience. It, it, it works. It, it, it'll work. But let patience have her perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, that's, that's a funny note. I never really thought about that. It just kind of hit me as I read this. But let Patience have her. You notice that they call patience the female. Let patience have her perfect will. Listen to the wife. Perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That, that giveth to all men liberally. That's a whole bunch. He's pouring it out. Oh, yeah. Whew. Glory. And upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in Unbelief. Now, let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think. 
Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. So you say, God understands my little problem with unbelief. No. He don't take no pleasure in you. He don't take a second thought about you if you're just going to not believe him. After he's done all these things for you, come on, he saved your soul. He, he rolled your sins away. They're no longer present with you. Come on, he took you as you are. He was mindful of little old you. Come on. Yet I, I, I think of that verse time after time, Brother Mason and Pastor, that he is mindful of me. Yet when I look around, I think, am I ever mindful of him? When I come into his house, do, the, uh, do I go to pray first? Do I, do I seek after him first? When I come into his house, can, can I just get out in, in the aisle and worship and praise him a little? Am I mindful of the Lord that has done all of this for me? Yet this unbelief has worked its way in our midst and pulled our hand back from our promises. Church, let me tell you. You know, Joshua, Joshua more or less told them in his, in his speech at the end that there is still land to be taken. The promise is going to be answered but it's going to be as you have faith to march on because as you push forward, they're going to back off and pretty soon it's going to dry them out and you're going to take over their land. The promise is still there, but you won't have me to keep reminding you, but I'm reminding you this day that the promise is still true and there is still land to be had. I'm telling this church tonight, let me tell you, there is still land to be conquered in our life. Come on. There's still some ground that you and I need to take. Come on. God is not going to do all of our fighting for us. It's going to take us fighting. Come on. We got, and, and part of the fighting is when you get up and worship and praise God. Come on. Don't pull your hand back in the fight, but keep on battling. Keep on keeping on. Oh, Glory. These people right here ought to be good enough for that because I'm going to tell you, no matter how sick she was, I've seen this lady come and sit on the pew as long as she could, and then she may have to go home. But she was here every service. You know why? Because she was not going to draw her hand back of the promise that's been promised her. Come on, church. We need to take our stand against the enemy and claim our faith, claim our healing. I'm closing. I guess I don't, I'm not a sports person. Only in the house of God. I'm ready to play when we come in the house of God. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to tackle. I'm ready to make a basket. I'm ready to do a hole in one. Come on. I'm ready to kick the ball and through the goal. Come on. Hallelujah. 
But if there's anything that stirs me, it's this day that what I see in the sports arena. I think how many Christians can cheer unashamed at ball games, and yet they're quiet as a corpse at church. It burns my hide. It gets under my skin. I get mad. I may not say nothing to you, but I'm going to tell you, if you go cheer the ball game, honey, when you come on Sunday night, I want to see you cheering for Jesus. If you can cheer to the top of your lungs till you lose your voice at a ball game, I pray to God that you walk through these doors and don't act like a corpse. You need to stand up and worship my God. We need to grab a hold of faith and not throw back our hand of worship unto him. Woo! Come on, I hear y'all. I hear y'all, man, the sports. Oh, my. My team's ahead tonight. Woo! We got to win this one. Let's go. The Colts, the this, the that, the Bears, the... The St. Louis Cardinals, the Packers. I'm a Packer. I'm planning on doing some packing. Come on, I'm getting ready to go. I'm leaving this place. I'm packed up and ready to go up. I'm getting out of here. You can stay if you want to. You can enjoy all the sports you want to. But I'm headed to heaven. I'm in a new game. Glory. I don't want no, sorry, I don't want no corpse on this pew. We'll just call shorts or we'll call keep us. If these men in here can't bring you back, honey, you're gone. Because they're filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, if this won't bring you back, honey, you're dead. Just let them come and load you up. But I'm sorry, I'm not pulling back my arm. I'm going to stand on my promise. Come on, I'm going to keep on reaching. Come on. I'm going to keep on reaching. Come on. Oh, I should have brought that 10-foot ladder in here. Glory. Come on. Church, we need to keep on reaching. Bless God, we get our little two-step. Shout up here. <laughs> Woo, glory. Man, I've stepped up two steps. Oh, glory. You need to keep on going. Honey, there's more ground. There's more ladder to be climbed. There's more ground. Come on, church. I don't know about you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm going up yonder. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm I'm just looking forward. Brother Fred, he's getting down to fighting weight. He keeps on going here a little bit. One of these nights will I see him dance for about two hours. I remember those days. You couldn't have shut him down, honey, if you'd wanted to. He's getting it. You know why? Because he was lifting up and holding on to the promise. Come on. He was going to claim that promise by faith. Come on. You know what? We need to come into the service and say, I'm not leaving here till I get my blessing. 
I'm not going to turn loose of the angel until he blesses me. I'm not throwing back my hand. Little basketball DVD that I've got. This professional, he's he's trying his best to teach these boys how to play basketball. And they they, you know, there's. He got tired of that. During the game, he said, "Boys, you need to get your hands up." So he played. They played another little while, and he called timeout. They come in, and he said, "Boys, hold your hands up." He was patting them with some icy hot. Man, I thought I was back in an apostolic church. Even the ones that were sitting on the bench. They was cheering their team on. Come on. Maybe we need some icy hot, Pastor. We go and pat them. We go and pat them under their arms. They'll get their hands up. Lord. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, when we worship, praise God, we're speaking some things in our lives. We're speaking faith back in our lives. Come on. It's by faith. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to sit down and let the spirit of Mount Carmel cause the spirit of unbelief in me. Mount Carmel's got a spirit. I knew it before I came, and I really know it since I'm here. There is a spirit of unbelief in this city, and they hate it because we believe. But we haven't done nothing to prove it yet. I'll get back up on here, maybe. Come on. We've drawn our hand back thinking, well, bless God, they said we wouldn't last here. Well, you old unbeliever. You're sinning. I'm not pulling down my hand. Come on. I'm going to march in victory. Come on. March through Mount Carmel in victory. Come on. Devil, you ain't going to ruin my my faith. I'm going to, come on. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to hold my hand up. You ain't going to make me pull my hand back from the promise that's been promised right in this very church. I'm claiming the victory. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.